Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. You good? Good morning. Oh, barely made it. We're all squeezing in here. I mean, is it you know, the show starts, it's not nine-ish. It's outside yapping Every day. folks. There are, there's a huge contingency from South Carolina. Oh. And yeah, that's I true. promised them that you would go outside and say, Oh, is that well. what happened? So yeah. I'm so happy because I forgot to tell you, yeah. but now, you know. I but what day is it? <laughs> Friday, baby. Yeah. It's Friday. Friday. October 22nd, we have our cousin to the show, Yay. Vicky Wynn, <laughs> spending the next hour with us. And you have some really important, you always yeah. do, consumer confidential about cookies and not the kind we eat. You're going to eat cookies? Yes, Love that too, actually. Yeah. But this is all about our privacy and, frankly, the crumbs you leave behind every time you're online. So yeah. we'll get into that. Perfect analogy. Yeah. We've all been to those websites. You're starting to see those pop-ups asking you, do you want to accept these cookies? I'm going to talk to you about what they are, when it's okay to accept, and when you should definitely say no. I thought you didn't have a choice. We'll get no, into that. But I thought in order to choice. keep going, all about choice. Choice. Say no. No. Do no. you? Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. We're going to break it down. And then a little bit later, I'm so excited about this, we're going to go green <laughs> when the legendary Kermit the Frog joins us live. We're going to find out about something really special he's doing. I love that. That's all coming up. But it is an incredibly busy Friday morning. And we begin with a tragedy on the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie. It was called, it's called Rust. And police say something certainly went wrong when the actor fired a prop gun. Two people were hit. One of them died. Let's go to NBC's Steve Patterson. He's following this story for us this morning. Steve, what are authorities saying, at least what they know at this point, about what happened? Yeah, hey guys, good morning. So, so far, this is all being described as a horrible accident during the filming of that new movie, Rust. This morning, production has halted as the investigation into what went wrong is ongoing. Sheriff's deputies called to the set Thursday afternoon. Authorities say Baldwin was filming when he fired that prop gun during a scene, killing one crew member, injuring another. As you mentioned, it was Helena uh, Hutchins, the film's director of photography. She was airlifted to an area hospital and then later pronounced dead. And then the director, Joel Sousa, was also shot hospitalized with injuries. A spokesperson for Baldwin described the shooting as an accident and that it involved the misfire of a prop gun with blanks. Baldwin, of course, not only the star of Russ, but also one of its producers. And this is far from the first time this has happened. If you remember, I think the most high-profile example would be in 1993, actor Brandon Lee, the son of the iconic Bruce died during filming on The Crow after he was shot with a prop gun. Since then, there have been really strict regulations, live ammunition never allowed on set. Usually there's a licensed armor or a prop master who's in charge of handling any weapons, including the loading of blanks. And then that person usually monitors uh, the weapon, shows the cast and crew how it works. Productions often also require the use of shields during filming, so really strange that this happened. Detectives say they are interviewing witnesses as they conduct their investigation. And then after police reported Baldwin's involvement, we did reach out to the Baldwin team for comment. Nobody has responded so far as this investigation continues. Guys. All right, Steve Patterson. Thank you, Steve. Now to some new developments in a case that we've been following for weeks here. The FBI now says that those human remains that were found in a Florida swamp 
are, in fact, those of Brian Laundry. Laundry was a person of interest in the case of his fiancée, Gabby Petito. Her body was found in Wyoming last month. NBC's Sam Brock has been following the story from the beginning for us. He's joining us live once again from Florida. So, let, Sam, what's the latest from police, and, and what happens now with regards to the investigation? Exactly. Great questions. Craig, guys, good to be with you. This confirmation came in at about 5 o'clock last night. The FBI saying it was dental records that allowed them to confirm that those remains were, in fact, Brian Laundrie's. This was always the big X factor all along. What kind of remains are we talking about? How long would it take? Because when they're sitting in water, guys, there's actually an acceleration of decomposition. But they were able to match the DNA profile of Laundrie. That's how we land here. But senior law enforcement officials tell Pete Williams there was a portion of a skull that was found. The problem in this situation right now, Craig, is that police and the FBI have not taken a single question from any reporter about what's going on. So with respect to an investigation, specifically as it pertains to Brian Laundrie's parents, who were informed last night in a 40-second stop from police who came in and out and told them that their son had died, well, we all want to know, how is it possible that after a five-week-long manhunt, these parents took them to a specific trail and then led them to the belongings of their son that kind of catalyzed this entire situation. Now, the attorney for the Laundry family was on with Tom Yamas last night on Top Story. He mentioned the fact that the park had just reopened recently. That's why they wanted to go back and they wanted to assure tracking teams had checked the areas that they had highlighted. When asked specifically, does he anticipate charges potentially forthcoming against the folks, the, the parents here? What he said was, we are not anticipating any charges, but he did acknowledge a conversation with the FBI where he said that there were no threats made, no deals cut, and that the laundry parents had cooperated with law enforcement the entire time. Those were his words. Back to you, Craig. So many questions, Sam Brock. Yeah. Still so many questions. Thank you. And thank you also for pointing out the fact that a lot of those questions have not been answered by authorities down there in Northport, Florida. Thank you, Sam. Stay on it, brother. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. We also have big news this morning on the vaccine front. Overnight, the CDC approved booster shots for both the Johnson & Johnson and Moderna vaccines. They also gave the green light to mixing and matching the different vaccines. Now, there have been a lot of developments this week, so we figured it's the perfect time to bring back Asked and Answered. We've got mm -hmm. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar here to help. Dr. Aze, good to see you. Good morning. Right, Did so, you just make that up? Dr. Dr. Aze. Dr. Aze. Dr. Aze. All right. Anyway, uh, so, so what exactly did the CDC approve when it comes to boosters and now can can everybody get them yeah so not everybody can get them we'll start with johnson and johnson because that's the easiest mm -hmm. they cdc and fda has clearly said that anyone who was the recipient of one johnson and johnson should get a booster shot of johnson and johnson or an mrna vaccine um, and for moderna it's very similar to pfizer there are select groups 65 and older people at high risk because of their occupation or live in long-term care facilities um, should get a booster shot as well they still maintain, however, that protection against severe disease, hospitalization, and death remains robust. But we do see that waning immunity, especially in older people. Okay. Let's get to some viewer questions. We have okay. one from Brooke on Twitter about mixing and matching. Yep. Everybody's asking about it. She says, with mixing and matching probably going to be allowed, should someone who had two shots of Moderna get a booster of Moderna or switch to Pfizer? Fair so, question. Mm -hmm. Right. We could literally spend all hour on mixing and matching. This is what everybody wants to know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divide it into what we know and what we don't know. Okay. What we know is that... Um, um, 
if you do a different boost from the initial thing that you got, so if you mixed and matched, you're, the likelihood of you getting the same or a greater antibody response two weeks later is higher if you do a mix and match. Okay. But what we don't know is whether or not those antibodies actually translate into better protection mm. or more vaccine effectiveness. Mm. So the whole, I think, the CDC and FDA was very clear about the fact that they were not going to specify a preference for what combination to get, but they want to make it allowable to do the mix and match. Primarily because, listen, for administration, if you're in a nursing oh, yeah. home, how are they going to be yeah. able to exactly, right? Um, and if you walk into a pharmacy sure. and you want to get whatever they have, and I want to just, of course, identify those two populations, women of childbearing age who received a Johnson & Johnson because of the clotting issue may want to elect to get an mRNA, and for young men who received an mRNA because of the Which myo- one's the mRNA? The, the Pfizer and the, the Moderna. Okay, okay, okay. Remember that was associated yep, with yep. myocarditis in oh, younger men, okay. that they may want to choose an alternative like a Johnson & Johnson. So it's basically allowing people to make a choice, mm-hmm. of course, obviously, with the guidance of your health care provider. Really quickly, okay. though, you mixed the match. I did mix yeah. the match. I had yep. Pfizer to begin with, got Moderna, had no side effects or anything like that. Yep. In fact, Perfect. you seem, you seem okay. better than you did before. <laughs> well, which doesn't say much. Uh, and one. <laughs> Mary, we've got a, a viewer question from Mary. This is a video question. I'm in my 70s, and I did get vaccinated early on in the year. About three weeks ago, I tested positive for COVID, feeling much better now. But my question is, should I rush off and get the booster shot, or do you think I should wait a little bit longer? That's a good question. That's a very good question. We're glad Mary's on the main as well. such a good question. And, of course, always with me. I'm sorry. There's a few answers embedded in here. But, um, you know, there is this concept of hybrid immunity, meaning if you get sick with COVID and then you get a vaccine, your immunity is better than if you got vaccine alone or infection alone. But we don't know if the reverse is true, meaning what happened to her. She had a breakthrough infection. Mm -hmm. And we don't know whether a breakthrough infection on top of a vaccine Mm. actually bolsters that immunity from the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So the the rule of thumb, I think, here is that she's in a group that is eligible for a booster because she's 70. I think she should go ahead and get a booster. We generally say with the vaccine or a booster, about 10 days after symptoms began or a positive test, you can already get your booster. If you got monoclonal antibodies or convalescent plasma, you got to wait 90 days before you can get a vaccine or a booster. Wow. Okay. I think we can Good do to this clear that up. Next time, we're going to allow more time for this. So. Yeah, we, can we have more questions? So many questions. I know. We need I know. a calendar to help them in. keep track. So, right. I can't Thank keep you. it short. I think yeah. we'll have to do a little Instagram No, it's live. important. <laughs> I know. Hey, do we That's right. Dr. Natalie Azar, thank you so much. Thank you. When we come back, Vicky's got a great consumer confidential all about what information we're all given out online and we don't even realize it. She's going to walk us through how to protect our privacy. Then later, a young man who inspired a mission who we are going to bring to you. His, his, we're going to be live for that final leg of that journey that spanned thousands of miles as the third hour of today continues. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. <clears throat> Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this morning's consumer confidential investigative and consumer correspondent vicky Wynn is talking cookies Mm, even though we have some here, but, but not the kind we eat. That's a good this one. is important, though. Really, this it is. is. That's a great chocolate chip cookie, though. But we're not talking about these cookies. We're going to eat these cookies, but we're not talking about <laughs> these cookies. This is all about privacy and security online. So take out your phone. Uh, take out your tablet. Take it out right now. We'll give you a few seconds to do Wait, that. I want to get mine. Uh, because what Vicky is about to show you um, is exactly how to protect your information. So we've given them some time. I like the way there. we're doing it this way because quite often, Vicky, people no, explain let's, it. Let's clear the monitor. And you so don't we really can, understand. Oh, yeah. We oh, can yeah. see. oh, good idea. Okay. All right. I'll be okay. so far from you. Okay. I'll go over here. Okay. Oh, thanks, Al. All right, there My you buddy, go. Al. Okay. Right. Very good. We got our first question. Okay. Craig? Uh, yes. So we hear the word cookie all the time. What, what actually is a cookie? What okay. should we do when we see it? I'm going to take a page out of Dylan Dreyer's book. Al, will you hold this for me Absolutely. for now? Absolutely. Oh All right, I'm going to use an everyday object and okay. try to explain a complex topic, and it may or may not work, but stay with me. Okay, a cookie technically is a small text file, and it contains data from your web browser. Mm -hmm. Think about a cookie in real life. What happens when you eat a cookie? You make crumbs. Mm -hmm. What happens when there's crumbs? They there's a trail. They, yes. they lead you somewhere. Oh. So what happens on our website is that trail leads me to Al. It reminds me, oh, this is Al Roker. Here's his username. Here's his password. I'm not going to make him log in every time Keep he comes my to preferences site. that I look yeah, at. Yeah, like, oh, Craig likes sports news over politics. Let me make sure I get him to the sports. Chanel, last time she was there, she was looking for a red sweater. Maybe she yeah. wants a pink sweater. And that's why the next time I open my phone, all of a sudden I have all these red sweaters that I can buy and exactly. my and what have you. So if you want to turn those off, I thought, and I was wrong, that you had to accept it in order to continue. You don't. You do not. So how do you turn off the setting? All right, so let me can see I if we can cookie? get this. Yes, now, yeah, thank you, you so much for trading off. Cookies. But, you know, you got to think of it like cookies are like life. Sometimes they just make things better for your computer. Okay, so we're on this website here. Okay. Now, look at the very bottom. You see where it says right there accept mm -hmm. all cookies? Yeah. A lot of times an obnoxious window comes up right, right. when you're on. Yeah. If you X out of that or you just keep scrolling and it eventually fades away, that does not mean you didn't accept the cookies. In what? fact, you probably no, did. Yeah, you did I, accept them. You were saying, oh, I always say no. No, oh, acting I just out keep doesn't scrolling? mean no. no. No, that usually That's means, opting in? That's usually wow. opting in. That is in. beat up. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though. Sometimes that helps you because it makes it a smoother experience for you. But you should know what these cookies are doing with your information. So I'm going to say cookies settings. Instead of saying accept in the black box, okay. I'm going to go to cookie settings. And some now, of them aren't, aren't obvious. No, they're not. Like, that one was not obvious. No. Sometimes it pops up right here, but then it fades away and you think it went away, but it didn't. Okay, so... Always active is for strictly necessary cookies. That basically means we need these cookies for this website to function. The other ones are performance cookies. Okay, that helps the website to be sort of fast. Okay. Um, but but you if can still I, turn I can that always off. totally turn that off. 
I can also turn off functionality cookies. So if I do that, I'm toggling everything to the left. I confirm my choices. So here's the thing. When I come back to this website, maybe it's going to need me to log in again. Maybe okay. it won't remember everything I put into my Whereas shopping Whereas if you would have said yes, it would just remember you. Exactly. And okay. make it a little smoother and easier. Okay. Now, what about if you're, you're trying to get in and out of this mm-hmm. and, and they don't make it so quite so obvious? Right, so you've got to then go back to, let's see, are you, okay, let me go to my settings here and show you that. So here, with a phone, for example, um, you just want to go down to the bottom where Mm -hmm. your settings are, or with an iPad or whatever, an Apple device, and um, typically, okay, sorry, you're talking about cookies on websites? No, no, I'm talking about getting rid of this. With app trackers and that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing. We talk about cookies. That's for websites. Right. App trackers are for the apps on your phone. It's a very similar concept. Mm-hmm. Apps want to know as much about you as possible. Right. They want to build a digital profile. So they can of sell that information. Should we Sometimes the location, they sell it to third party. But location services can be helpful. For example, you probably have a coffee chain yes. app on your site. Mm-hmm. You want to order a cup of coffee. Right. Because it knows where you are, it tells you where the nearest place is to pick mm-hmm. up that coffee. But you okay. can always turn all your apps off and then okay. see how you like the, the apps working okay. and then go from there. But let me just show you how to turn that on. Okay. So you go into your settings. Right. You're going to go down to, where is it? Is it privacy? There we go. There, there you go. Location and then you're going to go to tracking Ooh. right there. It's the second one down. And see, if you just turn this one off, then oh. everything will stop tracking you. And this comes because Apple that. decided, you know what? We want people to have more transparency. We want people to know what exactly mm-hmm. is happening with their information, which apps are sharing that information, and then you can have control over it. You can also say, actually, I want ESPN or Seamless mm-hmm. to know my location. But just so you know, they know your age. They right. know what kind of device you're using. They know your oh. gender, your username, your passwords. So there's a lot of information that other companies have about you. Now you should be able to take that control back if you want to. And I didn't realize you could do it one at a time. You so can, absolutely. Yep. Cookies very, very and trackers. Yes, and we should mention for Android devices, sure. you want to update your software to uh, the number 12 system. That's the latest software update. That will always help you to have the best privacy controls. And go into your privacy dashboard. It's so important to know that these options are available to you now. I'm hoping wow. that people were able to literally just do that with you right but if now. Yeah, they can go to the website, and they can we'll go back and there. watch it. And right. It. Except our website will tra- will be tracking you. So. That's <laughs> yeah, not true. No, I'm it's kidding. True. It's a joke. Oh just God. kidding. Oh my just goodness. kidding. Vicky, thank you. You're welcome. And these are really good, by the way. I had this morning a remarkable journey inspired by one brave young man, how his family is honoring him with a 3,000-mile adventure. And then later, Kermit the Frog. How do you say it, Al? Kermit the Frog. Yes, we'll join us live to share something he knows a lot about. Going green. We'll be right back. Hi, Kermit. That ages so well. (laughs) It's not easy being green. This morning in our series, The Upside, one family on a cross-country journey inspired by their son. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin is live in San Francisco, where the final leg of their amazing trek is taking place as we speak. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. We're honored to bring you this special story about the Fraser family. Four years ago, they lost 20-year-old Julian Fraser to a rare form of cancer. Now his family and friends with me now say they're on a mission, not only to find a cure, but to support others suffering from these devastating diseases. All children are special, but he was very special. (laughs) He was full of life, full of joy, terrific sense of humor. People love to be around him. It's hard. It's hard. You know, you don't want your kids to be in pain ever. And there was a lot of pain in this cancer. 
19-year-old Julian Fraser was an all-American water polo player, but to his parents, he was their baby boy, the youngest of three. His sophomore year in college, Julian suddenly developed a pain in his pelvis. His parents, Christy and Alex, say they'll never forget the moment they learned the worst. Julian had osteosarcoma, a rare form of bone cancer. We were hopeful at first that maybe it was um, isolated, a tumor that could be removed, but um, when we got the prognosis, the cancer had metastasized throughout his body. They told him that uh, he had less than a 1% chance of surviving this, but he said, I don't care what they say, I'm gonna beat this, I'm gonna fight this with all my strength. Julian underwent treatment at the world-renowned Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. We thought, oh, you know, he, he has a chance to beat this, but you can't, it's, it's, you can't beat that kind of cancer. Basically, they told him he had 10 months to live, and, and that, in fact, was what he had. And, you know, he was 19, so... One quarter of all cancer deaths are caused by rare cancers like Julian's. In fact, they make up about half of all cancer diagnoses. Even so, doctors say rare cancers are often under-researched with few treatment options. The Frasers say they're determined to change that. We really wanted to do something big to honor Julian. In August, the Frasers set out for an extraordinary adventure. Alec and his friend Jamie cycling from their home state of Connecticut cross-country, Christy following in a support van. They bike through 17 states, nearly 5,000 miles, all to raise awareness and money in the fight against rare cancers. Their goal, to help families like theirs feel less isolated. Through this ride, you're creating that community. I hope so. I, it feels and like community we are. is the antidote to loneliness. <laughs> that's right. I, that's, that's right. the goal. We caught up with them on their rides home stretch along the stunning Northern California coast, where they were joined by Julian's older brother and his best friend. We've built this great community, and we have this team, Julian, that's raised close to $2 million. And as you traveled through this country, have you felt Julian's presence? Has he oh, been absolutely. We were just sitting in a restaurant and we heard the song Lovely Day Come On and that was Julian's favorite song. So it was like, ah, oh. he would be thrilled that we were just trying to continue his legacy and turn it into a message of hope. And from this ride alone, the Frasers hope to raise half a million dollars for the nonprofit cycle for survival. They're just miles away from the finish line. Julian's beloved Santa Clara University, Christy Fraser, joins me now. Christy, this must be such an emotional moment for you. It is. It's an incredible ending to a wonderful journey across the country, and we're so excited to finish in Santa Clara which has been a loving, wonderful place for Julian and for us. And there's going to be a water polo tournament named for him there. Yes, yes. It's the Julian Fraser Memorial Tournament, and we thought it would be the perfect place to culminate our journey. So we'll, we'll arrive there today. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Guys, back to you. Oh, I'm so happy we were able to wonderful. do this story. Yes. Aaron, what a beautiful family. God bless them. Thank yes. you so much. And if you would like more information on how to donate to the Team Julian fundraiser for rare cancer research, it's so important, you can go to our website at today.com. Go Frasers. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, coming up next, we are so excited. The legendary...
Kermit the Frog. He is joining us live. He is. And he's going to tell us all about his very important new project. It's so pleasant. I love it. And then later, Joy Bauer, who's about the same size as Kermit the Frog. Oh, oh, getting nuts in this morning's Superfood Friday with a spin on chicken tenders and a sweet treat that's doggone delicious. Third hour today. We'll be right back. Time now for our series today, Climate, and we are joined by quite possibly the world's foremost authority on being green. <laughs> yes, he is none other than the legendary Kermit the Frog. Kermit delivers the opening address in the YouTube original special, Dear Earth. It premieres tomorrow, kicks off a whole week of programming all about celebrating the planet and inspiring action to protect it. Kermit is here live to tell us all about it. Kermit, good morning. Good morning. Hi, hello there, everybody. How are you doing today? We're awesome. great. We're doing great. All the better for seeing you, my green friend. Uh, so, oh, gee, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to be really honored uh, being being asked to kick the special off. Oh, sure. I am very honored not, not only to kick off the special, but to be the only talking frog on the entire program. So that's pretty good. <laughs> you are special. So look, you've seen, you've done a lot in the years since you left the swamp to go to Hollywood. <laughs> Why Dear Earth? Why is it important to you as an amphibian? And what changes have you noticed as a result of climate change? Well, yeah, that's a great question. You know, all uh, all species, it's important to all species, mm -hmm. our Earth is. But uh, yeah, frogs are especially susceptible to changes in the environment. You know, we mm -hmm. feel the impact of changes in climate and environment before a lot of others do. And uh, for uh, as for what I, I know about climate change, I know that, uh, that some amphibian species are actually disappearing because of climate change. Wow. Kermit, what a moment for me. I grew up watching you, and my girls now grow up watching you. Talk to us about Dear Earth. It looks like something that is for all ages, and you also got some heavy hitters, right? Some activists and celebrities who all appear as well. That's right. We've got uh, Billie Eilish. She's going to be performing, uh, as well as the Muppets' own Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem Band. Uh, uh, we've got uh, former President Obama. And uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu and Pope wow. Francis, they're all going to appear. Uh, I don't think that uh, former President Obama is going to sing, though. Ah, oh, no, darn. I would have given anything to hear him do uh, It's Not Easy Being Green. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Kermit, you know, there are folks who would say climate change is so big. Uh, I, what, what can I possibly do? What, what do you tell people uh, on, on the little changes they can make themselves? Sure, sure. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it can seem overwhelming. And that's, that's why it's got to take all of us. All of us doing something. Countries and companies, they can they can do a lot. But people and frogs and bears and chickens and whatever, they can also help in simple ways. Like uh, you could uh, you could uh, eat locally mm -hmm. and seasonally if you can, and uh, you can grow your own vegetables, maybe, or uh, you know, like me, ride a bicycle. Ah, join a carpool. Right. Al Roker does you know. that very, very that's often. Doesn't I always yeah. remember the line from the Muppet movie. He said, "Good it? things frogs can hop. Otherwise, I'd be gone with the Schwinn." Gone with the Schwinn. Good yeah, joke yeah. there. <laughs> Before you leave us, Kermit, talk to us quickly. You're so busy about what's next for you, and are you going to do another Halloween streaming special? <laughs> well, we actually we just premiered our first Halloween special, Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus, nice. and it is doing great. It's so much fun. Very Muppety, very uh, musical. A lot of cameo surprises. And, uh, and we're excited about doing stuff like that and, and other Muppet stuff in the future as well. Muppet All right. stuff. Well, Kermit, thank you so much. Always good to see you. Uh, and again, Great we, to see you guys. You, mm -hmm. uh, we want to uh, remind folks, 
YouTube Originals launching their week of special programming starting with Dear Earth Tomorrow. I actually did a special with Kermit at one point really? about oh. hurricanes. The uh, there was only. a hurricane that was going to hit Sesame Street. So. Such a renaissance well, frog. Well, he, is. he really is. <laughs> Thank you, Kermit. All right, up next, let me tell you something. This is so good. You're going to love this. A feel-good duo, comedian Joe Firestone and one of her stand-up students mm. will explain. They're going to lie to tell you about their sweet project that will certainly put a smile on your face. I love it so much. We'll be right back. So this might be the most fun we've had all week. Here we go. The new documentary is called Good Timing. It tells the story of a one-of-a-kind comedy class. So back at the start of the pandemic, stand-up comedian Joe Firestone started an online comedy workshop for seniors. Well, earlier this year, they finally got together in person and put on a mid-afternoon stand-up show. I love of course, it. early bird, right? <laughs> Joe may have been the teacher, but she learned quite a few things from her students, including Bibby Elvers. Joe and Bibby are both with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're all talking about how much we love this. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. It's so fantastic to see a lot of seniors, a different group on the stage than we normally see doing stand-up comedy. Tell us what was behind the idea. What made you decide, you know what, I want to do this workshop for seniors. Well, uh, you know, uh, as a comedian, sometimes you have a job and sometimes you don't. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so I had some free time and I uh, saw Greenwich House uh, in the neighborhood. And so I started, I said, you want to have a comedy workshop? And uh, the director said yes. And then uh, Bibby was in the first class. Absolutely. And Greenwich House is a home for seniors, or is, what, is it a senior center? It's a senior center, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. and, and Bibby, you were one of the first ones to sign up, as, as Joe says. What, what made you decide? Did you have, was this a desire of yours, a, a long, unfulfilled dream? Mm -hmm. I'm known as a serious, nuts and bolts <laughs> type person. I'm a perfectionist. but And I can't tell you anything more, except that I said, the minute I saw there's going to be a comedy workshop, I said, that's it. <laughs> you just I don't know why. I love it. Did you, do you think you're funny? Did you think you were funny? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wasn't, as a matter of fact. But, but Joe, Joe is making me feel... She's giving me the courage to think, mm -hmm. hey, sometimes mm -hmm. I am. You use the word courage. Joe, I can't wait for people to see this. I watched some clips of it this morning. The seniors are really funny, and they go all out, I guess, and I think at this point, I think a lot of people think, oh, there's nothing left for me to do, I'll just come here to the senior center and, you know, hang out with my friends. So to step on a stage and do something perhaps that some of them have maybe always wanted to do, what did you gain from it? I was so excited, you know, I was just as nervous as everybody backstage, you know, but I didn't want to show it, because, yeah. you know, everybody else was actually going on stage. Now but, you tell us. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But it was so exciting to hear people really laugh and really enjoy everybody performance it was great okay baby I gotta ask you this you actually were on stage performing a set and then the worst thing happens you fell fall but you kept the show going because the show must go on talk to us about how did you react in that moment and how did you keep it going <laughs> well just before we went on Joe walked us through a bunch of things and one of them was at three minutes a bright red light in the back of the audience was going to shine and we had one minute left to wrap it up I wasn't going to let my light turn on and I not, not use up my time. Ah, that's yeah. good. That's good. That was part of it. And it happened, for some kooky reason, to be a very soft landing. My legs just <laughs> felt like jello, and I was sitting down. So did you stay down and do your comedy, or did you get up? Oh, what did I you do? Down. If, if you waited for me to get up, now mm -hmm. that would have taken oh, time. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been my fourth minute. 
So you turn stand up into sit down. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. So, Joe, you know, as the pandemic's lifting, are you, are you going back on out on tour again? Uh, no, but I, you know, I'm staying put. But it's uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's been it's been nice to k- keep going. We're still on Zoom, but yeah, doing a little bit more stand up and yeah. Is there an age cut off, or you know, are you looking for any additional cast members? <laughs> yes, definitely, always looking for new cast members um, for sure. But there there might be an age cut off for sure. Well, Vivi, <laughs> I you know I told you during the commercial break that so much of uh, one of our themes here on the third hour of today, we talk about that it's never too late to follow your passion to do something new. And I've read that for you, you feel like this changed you. Oh, you know, no and question. Talk to us about that really quickly. In what way? Well, not when I'm on stage. When I'm when I'm off stage, mm-hmm. I just. I don't usually walk around with a sequined headdress. (laughs) But I showed up at our party, a cast party, after it was over with this, and uh, Joe inveigled me to have it on today. But I don't do that sort of thing. And to do it in public? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I have a much lighter view on... The world is not necessarily falling apart tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe the day after, but not tomorrow. <laughs> oh, this is terrific. So You're good. in the look. That it's was so, so fun. Good. Thanks so much, ladies, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. I want us. people to watch it because yes. it's really funny. Like in some of these seniors, they go, they go there. <laughs> they do. A little nerdy sometimes. Who yes. are the most funny people in your life? Usually it's people who've lived and had experiences yeah. and have fun perspectives. That's really funny. Thank All you right. so much. Thank uh, you so thank much. Thank you for letting okay. us be here. Thanks so much, guys. And I just want to remind you, uh, good timing with Joe Firestone streaming now on Peacock, which is part of our parent company, NBC Universal. Coming up next, Joy Bauer going nuts with her spin on chicken tenders, and she's making puppy chow. Mm, but yum. it's not what you think, <laughs> or is it? When the third hour of today continues. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. It's not just Friday, it's Superfood Friday, and today nutritionist Joy Bauer is coming out of her shell with two kid-friendly recipes that you'll walnut want to miss. Hey guys, in honor of National Nut Day, I have two recipes you're going to go nuts for. The first is pecan-crusted chicken fingers with a honey mustard sauce. And here I set up a two-step dredging station. I'm just gonna whisk two eggs with a little bit of light mayo. That's a little trick I like to do because the mayo acts like a glue and it helps prevent the breading from falling off. Next, I have a cup of chopped pecans and you can see I chopped them finely. Pecans are like antioxidant gems. 
Now a little bit of panko and some seasonings. Garlic powder, paprika, and kosher salt. And then our two stations are complete and we're ready to start dipping our chicken. Here I have a pound and a half of either chicken tenderloins or you can use larger breasts and just cut them into strips. Actually, that's what I did here. I'm dunking it in the egg mixture. I'm letting some of the excess drip off and then in the pecan breading it goes. And you really wanna press down and pat to coat all sides. And I'm putting it on a baking sheet that I misted with some nonstick oil spray. And just continue all the way through until you use up your chicken pieces and everything is neatly laid on your baking sheet. Mix the top with some oil spray and pop them in the oven set at 400 for about 20 minutes, flipping them halfway through. While our beauties cook in the oven, I'm gonna show you how to make the honey mustard dipping sauce. Three tablespoons of light mayo mixed with two tablespoons of Dijon mustard and two tablespoons of honey, and that's it. Now that's a sauce. Look how good these turned out. Dinner is served. But of course, there's always room for dessert, and I have something just as nutty. Now we're making an irresistible puppy chow, and of course, I used a few tricks to incorporate some nutrition. Here's what you need. Check cereal, dark chocolate or semi-sweet chocolate chips, some creamy peanut butter or any other nut butter, peanuts, vanilla extract, and a little bit of confectioner's powdered sugar. Add your chocolate chips and your peanut butter into a microwave-safe bowl. I microwaved this for 60 seconds, then gave it a stir and put it back in for an additional 30 seconds. Next, I add in my peanuts. You can use any nut of choice and a little vanilla extract and mix it all together. And of course, the peanuts add protein and fiber and heart-healthy fat. And in small batches, you mix in your cereal. I'm using a brown rice cereal, so the cereal is gluten-free and it's a whole grain. And as you mix, you are gonna end up crushing some of the squares. Don't worry about that. And by the way, clumps are delicious. Now, after you're done mixing this up, you're gonna stash it in the fridge to chill for about 30 minutes. And the final touch is just a dusting of confectioner's sugar. You get that sweet sensation, but the chocolatey color and flavor really shines through. Oh my goodness, I can't stop, I won't stop eating this puppy chow. Mmm. Happy Nut Day, everyone. You need this recipe. Happy I, I would Nut say Day. So. I, I will be honest, I'd never heard this called puppy chow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought we were gonna have some Ralston Purina. That's funny. Some people call it mud, but it's, as you see, it's delicious. delicious. We've been talking and yesterday, chatting. Yesterday, Jill brought in the, the dirt dessert. So now that we've was got so this. Cool. Now we have mud of puppy chow. Fantastic. Hey, Joy, always good. We're gonna, so good, Joy. We're going to try to get some from our food stylist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> take, us, take a baggie home. Anyway, yeah. uh, for these recipes, head to today.com slash food. We'll be right back. Monday on the third hour of today, we have actor Claire Foy from The Crown. She has a new project she's going to tell us about. Yep, and coming up on Hoda and Jenna, country star Jesse James Decker shares the news that all the fans have been waiting for. And catch up on anything you've been missing. You can just go to the old podcast and download it, listen wherever you go. What do you got coming up this weekend? Wild Child and Dylan's Earth Odyssey. I hope to see you on Saturday morning. In Thanks. the meantime, have a great day. Have a great Thank weekend. You, so nice Enjoy the puppy child. Yes. <laughs> it's that time of the year. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.